Yetas. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Spencer, here as always with my good friend and co-host, Ethan Wilson. What up? And this is the show where we recommend a movie that the other one hasn't seen, and then we talk about it here. And while Ethan said he had seen this movie, The Rocker, before, he said he didn't really remember it, so I was just like, well, let's watch it, because it is one of my favorite movies of all time, for some reason or another. But it is starring Rain Wilson, Christina Applegate, Jeff Garland, Josh Gad, Teddy Geiger, Emma Stone, and so many others. Like, I don't know how this movie wasn't a bajillion dollars. Jason Sudeikis, dude. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis, Jane Lynch. um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, Will Arnett, uh, uh, Fred Armisen. Like, all these... uh, Even Lonnie Ross... Um, he he was the he's the guy who played Sticks, the replacement drummer. Like it's just crazy. Then they even had Dimitri Martin, John Glazer, Aziz Ansari. Like it, it's just crazy. Anyways, um, it stars you know Rain Wilson, where he's playing a guy named Robert Fishman, who was in a rock band in the '80s, gets kicked out, so his and uh, so his band could get uh, skyrocketed to fame, which, and then he spent the next twenty years in and out of jobs because of them and all that. So this one takes place where he helps out his nephew's band and is kind of part of the reason why they uh, get famous. And uh, that's what this movie is about. And uh, so I saw this on opening day on August 20th, 2008, which was a Wednesday. So random day to have a movie open, but we'll talk about that later. And I saw it because I'm like, ooh, I like Rain Wilson because I had, you know, that was this was in season three era of The Office. So yep. it was after The Office started getting big. And I was like, I love Rain Wilson, so why not watch it? And this was like my first time I seen, I saw Josh Gad in anything. This was right before Emma Stone got famous. Like, this was like her second movie and all that. So, I mean, and then it had just a great cast, you know, everybody else that I've seen in tons of other movies, so. Um, what what's your story with this movie, Ethan? I don't remember when I watched it or anything. I know it wasn't in theaters. I know I saw it once, and I never watched it again. That's pretty much my story with it. I like The Office, so that's probably why I watched it. Also, Emma Stone's first movie was super bad. I really liked that movie. Yeah. So that's probably another reason, because she was funny and super bad, and she was cute. And I was yep. just a young high school boy, um, like a senior in high school or so when this movie came out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
wasn't drawn to the theater because Josh Gad was in a movie. So I, I mean, Howard, I mean, I probably rented this movie most yeah. likely. Yeah, this was definitely before most people even knew who Josh Gad was. And uh, still not pulling me to the box office if Josh Gad's in a movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you didn't go to see Frozen because Josh Gad played the snowman? No, never seen Frozen. I still haven't seen it either. I just know he played the snowman. Whatever, Jake. <laughs> you have a. I see that Frozen poster behind you on this Skype call. He's acting like there's not a Frozen poster behind him, but there is. Busted! Anyways. <laughs> but since you said you didn't really remember it too much, I was just like, why not? Let's watch it. And because, uh, I mean, I love this movie. I, I mean, even if you didn't like it that much, I'm fine. It was kind of like the same with The Phantom, like with like our, what, second or third episode. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love the movie. So, I, you know, hopefully you know, we, we can talk about some uh, some stuff and uh, about it. Did you like it? And uh, was it what you're expecting or what you remembered it to be? Yeah, it was what I remembered it. And I think my feelings towards it this time were the same, which was... It's not really for me. I'm not a big fan of like the we're in a band that gets famous because of a weird quirky thing movie, oh, which yeah. happens once in a while. Um, like School of Rock is cool, but yeah. Jack Black is such a like black hole of a character as far as like charisma and anything like like <laughs> Jack Black can do just about anything and I will enjoy it Yeah, to where like. I'd only ever seen Rain Wilson as Dwight. Yeah. And Dwight is a very specific type of character profile. Uh-huh. And he's not that way in this movie. And I have a hard time not seeing him as Dwight because that was the first thing I ever saw him in. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of my notes here, I wrote it down as Dwight does this because it was just, it, uh couldn't remember his name at first. I know yeah. it was, I know it's Rain. I thought it might have been, I couldn't remember if it was Rain or Ryan spelled weird um so yeah i mean i just kind of like a shoulder shrug i guess reaction for me like wasn't bad wasn't good it's just solidly and kind of like that like when you're doing um a survey and it says like this way number five is like you strongly agree or you strongly disagree or like you don't care in the middle like or neither disagree or degree yeah so that that's the way that i feel about i'm like I would click that middle spot on a I, survey I'll about this it. movie. I'll take it. I I don't know. I saw this movie and I loved it. I don't know what it was. You know, I don't I don't know. I just I thought it was great, you know, back in 2008 when it came out, I was I wasn't in really in college yet. I was just trying to play in bands and whatnot. And you know, I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it, and uh, it caught me by surprise, and all yeah. that. So, anyways, let's just. Oh, and uh, if someone's listening to this and they didn't hear the plot, they did get famous because um, Rain Wilson's character Fish, when they're doing their virtual music practice, he's playing. He doesn't realize he's playing in front of a camera. He thinks it's just a microphone. So, he's playing in the basement of this Chinese food restaurant naked because it's super hot, and then. Josh Gad's little sister in the movie uploads it to the internet and they get, they go viral. Anyways. That was back when viral was like a new phrase. Oh yeah. 2008. Yeah. This was before a lot of the, you know, current things. This is, yeah, exactly. When viral was. 
Back when YouTube was in my day. And Back in my day when YouTube was free. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to get into the dislikes. I will let you go first. Um, the idea that 20 years after 1988 or whatever, in the year of 2008, that a hair metal band like Vesuvius would still be selling platinum amounts of records is completely unbelievable that's the most <laughs> unbelievable part of this movie that'd be like white snake selling platinum getting a platinum record in 2008 that n- would never ever ever in a million years happen hair metal died when nirvana came out and oh yeah like big bands like aerosmith and bon jovi and stuff they still sold well but like these kind of meddling like because they like said like you guys could get on tour with white snake so it wasn't like you guys could get tour on tour of def leopard or poison or motley yeah. crew it was it was White Snake, which is like a B level hair metal band. I, I think that was the joke. Yeah, so like the <laughs> the idea that they would be that famous in two thousand eight, I was like, whatever. Yeah. It's, no, there's no way. My first one was, or Will Arnett's character says, "We're not gonna sell out just because some rich kid wants to play rock star. Forget it." And immediately sells out, and then they drive away to escape fish and leave all their equipment at the venue. It's just like, bro. You need that stuff, but yeah, they needed to get away from fish or whatever to, whatever. But they left it all there. So. Yeah, well, they got roadies to take care of it. They're a big band now. Yeah, that's not how roadies work. No. Um, <laughs> my oh, go ahead with your. Was that your problem? No, no, your no that one? was my first one. Okay. Um, my second problem is the lead singer character for ADD completely boring. Like, oh yeah. He, they try to make Curtis this like tortured soul character, and he's boring and cringy. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like he's to where like in like the movie like that thing you do. Like um, the lead singer, he's like like intolerable and annoying, but he's yeah. like still kind of captivating. Because plus that song is so good that it keeps you going in this movie. They don't really have a hit song that they play over and over, but like this guy's like, he's like this starving artist that wants to go record something else than that thing you do. Like this guy is just like, maybe if I sing loud enough, my dad will come and watch my show. Like nothing about the band ADD as someone that would have been in their demographic of like, oh, this music's, like, for me, I would have never have listened to them. Like, to me, they'd sound very corporate. I would have been Matt's best friend if I were in that universe, like the Josh Gad's character. The yeah, synthesizer. The, the nerdy synthesizer I, guy. Yeah, I, 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 um, I related to his character probably more than all the other ones. So. Yeah, and Emma Stone's aesthetic in this movie is probably more of where... I was at in 2008 because that's when I was really getting into like Metal and the chariot, punk. like the chariot and like the heavier side of punk. Yeah. And that was like her aesthetic was like, like they've tried to make her look like an eighties hair metal girl at the video shoot. And she just wasn't having it because that's not her vibe. Yeah. Um, so I probably leaned more that way. She, and she's very punk rock in this movie as far as like when they're in the bar and Josh Gad is whining about, oh, I've never even kissed a girl. And she just kisses him and is like, look, not a big deal. Yeah. Go talk to somebody. Yeah. You know? Um, so I probably, I enjoyed her character a lot more than anybody. And Rain Wilson, obviously he's funny yeah. in this movie, but he went off in that, in this movie. 
My second one was the, their band name is Vesuvius, but didn't write a song titled Pompeii Nights until 20 years later in their career. Pompeii Nights is a very easy to think of title. <laughs> yeah. A song, and they didn't think about and it until especially 20 years. in an industry in the 80s that was like so invested in like people the, these guys were like co- like corporations like poison yeah. and motley crew and Def leopard these dudes were huge 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 arena selling rock and roll acts that had every little bit of their stuff you know f- looked at by writers and they had boards of people that are like what should their image be that's i mean that's what this movie is yeah. is rain wilson doesn't fit the image of Vesuvius and they got this other guy that works at the record label son that fits the, the image better. So they're going to put him in it and yeah. kick rain Wilson out. Um, so the idea that, yeah, you said Pompeii nights wouldn't have been thought up by some intern in 1987. And that's a good point because that same thing comes up later where David Marshall played by Jason Sudeikis is like, why don't we just kick him out? He doesn't, he doesn't work, you know? Yeah, he's holding he's held together by duct tape. Um, the part where he him getting a gig and then he he can't get one and then he finally gets one in Indiana when they live in Cleveland, totally yeah. bogus. I played in played in shows in Tulsa, um, a lot, and you can seriously just call the Yeti and be or when they were here and be like, you know, I have this band, blah blah blah, and they would say, okay, send us some stuff. It, getting on to play a show at the Yeti on a like a like a music night was very easy. It oh, was yeah. not like I would have ne- we would have never had to drive to like El Paso to yeah. play a play a show because we couldn't get something in Tulsa. Like there's so much in just the Tulsa's a tiny city. It's not very big. Yeah. Compared to Cleveland, they would have yeah. been able to get a show easy anywhere. Yeah, especially having a having a demo. They had a demo already. Like I, the band that I played for, we didn't have any. We didn't have a demo. We had one song online, and we just had friends yeah. that played in bands. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're there's this bill. We'll get you guys on it." Bam, easy money. Yeah, there you go. Uh, my next one was why did nobody ever thank Matt's little sister Violet for being the reason why ADD actually got popular? She was the one who saw the practice and uploaded it to her YouTube channel. And got bajillions of views, but I mean, did she get money from that YouTube video? Did she get no? Because she's being vindictive and uploading it because she thinks it's funny. She's laughing oh, at yeah? them, not with them. I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, she could, she probably could have gotten some compensation out of that. Maybe her YouTube channel got monetized and then immediately demonetized because it breaks the YouTube rules. <laughs> That's well back. That- Dude, YouTube didn't have that many rules in 2008. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was the Wild West era of YouTube. Oh, yeah. Two girls, one cup. Oh, my What's God. <laughs> um, so they have like a Zoom stream. Yeah. Uh, no way in 2008 is that thing that clear, not laggy, where they could play music yeah. together. Yeah, it wouldn't I, even really work th- today. Like, yeah, it's so hard to it do was stuff like that without t- delay. T- to think about that, like, oh, I can't. So I'm just going to drum. You guys are going to be in a remote place, and I'm just going to be at my apartment. And I'm going to drum, and you guys are going to play in your remote place, and it's going to be perfect and on time. To me, gives me anxiety because that would never, ever work in there 2021. Is, in 2021, it wouldn't work. There is a way to get it to work, but 
it requires a lot of expensive studio equipment I would, or software from what I assume because they can do non-delay studio recordings from re- remotes, but I don't know how, to, how that works yeah, but I don't do it. Four high school kids aren't going to have that. Yeah, exactly. In, in 2008. 2008. <laughs> that, that, that technology doesn't exist in 2008. I know, right? Um, my next one, I kind of went out of order for a couple of them. I wrote, Curtis just went all crazy, didn't want to confront Fish and what David said about, you know, Fish banging your mom. I then went to an all-black clothes and leather jacket phase. It's just like... Dude, he's wearing Slipknot shirt yeah, in that it's just one like, scene in the There's apartment. like a whole hour of the movie that we just missed there where he just went down a dark path and just went all like... I I feel like this movie got cut up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, because... It felt like they were going to do more with that bus driver. They set that bus driver up to be a funny character, and then you yeah. just never really see him again. No. There was a few other things that I, that I might think of here in a little bit, but there's a couple other things that they introduced or did that I was, oh, the music video, like, covering Rain Wilson's face the whole time. Like, yeah. he looks at it, and is like, hey, wait a second, and then they just never talk about it again. Yeah. Um, it just feels like there was a lot of things that, were expounded upon and had bigger parts, but they needed to cut for time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, so. like, all of a sudden, like, Curtis wears, like, you know, these kind of just regular clothes, and then all, all of a sudden we're an all-black slipknot shirt. Like, what happened to you, man? It's a 555 five, 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 on my 666. <laughs> yeah, man, this is my vibe now. <laughs> Bro, you were listening to, like, Weezer yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is my problem with the parents. Okay, so okay. like, Jason Sudeikis shows up and is like, I'm going to sign your kids on a record label. They're going to make records and be a big band, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's going to be great. And then he's like, they record a record. It's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So now we're going to go tour this record. And the parents are like, wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Touring. My yeah. kid can't go on tour. What are you? So like. How would you ever be okay with your kids signing a record deal and then be like, you can't, he's, they're, they're 18 years old, they can't tour, but like that's a part of being a working musician, especially yeah. if the record label is, you make the record and then you tour the record. Like it's like a, it's not like a, you do one thing without the other, it's a, they're, they're hand in hand type of thing. Exactly. So that whole powwow about, I guess it'd be okay if they're touring, you have to like, like pitch your like no your kids are under contract with this record label they're gonna go on tour and they're or all they're just adults. not gonna they're not gonna be in the band it's implied at that point that school is over and uh that they're they're all basically graduated they don't say it but they're all basically seniors it's just set up that they're all seniors and you know prom is at the end of the year so they get done with that so anyways but yeah so i don't know what their their issues were with touring it's just like their kids are adults they're just i don't know um, my next one was when Christina Applegate follows him outside and she's like, fish, we kissed once on tour. You know what this is? I'm like, fish, that wasn't even his fault. Everybody's blaming him for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, so Dwight Rain Wilson throws the TV out the window and they yeah. all get arrested. Why does everybody get arrested for something one person did? I don't understand why they're all getting booked because, yeah. like, if we were in a hotel room and I threw a TV out the window and the cop showed up, I wouldn't be like, yeah, Jake talked me into it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you had no ideas about to do that. So the idea that all of them – I know it's a plot point to get Christina Applegate on the tour bus and yeah. in the rest of the movie. Um 
but him everybody being arrested and it's seriously it's just like they show them for getting booked but there's like 20 people in the room yeah that's that was actually gonna be my next follow-up like what happened to all the other people that were at that party they didn't get arrested either <laughs> yeah uh i have only have two more dislikes my next one is when they see vesuvius in the hallway before the big show they're just like how do they not remember their longest time friend you know or you know the guy who basically how do you just not remember somebody like that yeah it's been 20 years but i mean i, I think they're just doing the the their pompous they're, rock they're pompous stars like they're they, they remember him but they act like they don't yeah i thought about that i'm just like but like trash is just like who you know the bradley cooper's character is legitimately a dumb guy yeah, and he's drunk. He's, like, yeah. always drinking, like, a fifth of whiskey. Yeah. I'm going to knock out two in a row. Do the it. Video, the video that they did, the music video, looked like hot garbage. Dude, it was terrible. It looks terrible. Um, <laughs> How's it number then, nine? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the they get this corporate, like, label drummer for yeah. when Rain Wilson quits. Uh, and they walk in like, yeah, this guy's a great drummer. He's real professional. He's blah 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 blah, and he's playing a like a Sonar drum kit. Like it's like a two hundred dollar drum set. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a two hundred dollar drum set out of uh, AMS or something. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the funniest little bit. And then we try to make him look Dude's all pretentious. Play- like he's staring out the window drinking a cup of tea or whatever it's just like dude's playing btb sabians dude just <laughs> his whole drum setup costs 400 bucks he's his professional drummer oh man i'm so glad you pointed that out because <laughs> i wasn't going to i'm just like yeah well i mean curtis is playing a fender from what i can tell emma stone's playing a fender uh josh gad's character's got korg everything yeah um uh, then Rain Wilson's drum set. Who knows what it is? They it's just, just look like customs. Um, and then this dude's just playing. It's like a pulse. Yeah. <laughs> gonna in, you're gonna play a pulse. <laughs> and we're just gonna leave you with the symbols that came with it. It's fine. Don't hit them too hard. They'll break real easily. Yeah. They'll turn <laughs> inside. Like they'll invert and they'll be upside down. <laughs> oh man. The drum heads are also made out of their piece of paper with a like a thin layer of plastic over the top of it. <laughs> professional drummer yeah my final dislike mostly comes from the fact that i have watched the movie over 30 times that's a that's a low amount i I would guess it's probably closer to 40 or 50 maybe more anyways i wrote i dislike some of the extra scenes in the final concert sometimes they reuse previous footage and they flip them over sometimes fish's drums are on a riser and then back on the ground and then sometimes he's left-handed and then he goes back to being right-handed and then it's just it's all over the place and then i think there was a scene where he was playing the white drum set and it's just like they just didn't know what they were doing with that they're just like we need to <laughs> pad the runtime by five seconds let's clip in a few extra things i noticed all that but anyways it's a nitpick um, so when Vesuvius gets caught Millie Vanilli in the performance, <laughs> um, and they get booed off the stage and then yeah. ADD goes on immediately, but they're, they're back to playing their instruments, but it was, the stage was set up for Vesuvius. Yeah. 
who was changing the who changes the stuff? No idea, man. Because that's all. I mean, Vesuvius's gear is obviously next level stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's a giant drum set out there, and then they go back out, and everything's like under curtains again. Yeah. And they they reset the stage in like two and a half seconds. Oh, and the funny thing is, so the hat. I this is not. I didn't include this in the fun facts, but. The, so you know how Josh Gad is wearing like a little fedora thing and it's like tan in the first in their concert and then on that encore it's black that's the same hat that he throws out in the previous scene they just CGI'd it to be a different color <laughs> <laughs> what the heck <laughs> that, that is a fun fact straight from the commentary of the of the DVD <laughs> so those are I don't all. have any more dislikes Jake so alright so Start us off with your likes. Um, at the first, this first scene when Fish takes his jacket off and spins it over his head and throws it out in the crowd, it knocks out that lady. <laughs> 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 that gave me a good chuckle. I love that you just. I was gonna put this in my dislikes just for other people. Like when I showed this movie to my mom, she almost vomited from all the sweat and stuff that <laughs> happened. And I I was just like, I thought, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, no, just it's he gross. Because they make all those sloshing sounds and he's like whipping s- it around his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a black when it hits that lady. And then every time he like hugs somebody and he's sweaty, they just make a, like a little <laughs> sweat squishing sound every time. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's hilarious. Let's see. My uh, let's see. I, we already talked about the entire cast of the movie. I wrote the entire van chase scene is hilarious. Oh, that my was my next one too. Yeah, I said the Dwight chasing down the van was a funny gag. Yeah, that they did. But uh, my favorite part was specifically Bradley Cooper taking a sip and then goes, he's like, he was like a Japlain, and just a big old thing of drool just comes out of his mouth. I <laughs> love that line. Uh, I. <laughs> I enjoyed the classic drummer audition montage with all the crappy drummers before <laughs> Dwight comes and shuts everything down. Get your devil box out of here. Beat it, Moby. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, when they're playing the prom, Matt's just like, when they're like, he is not here. He's just like, he says he can play. He's like, he says he feeds on God juice and miracles that spring forth. He just starts trailing off of like all these fantastical things. It's just so funny. It's like he just feeds on God juice and miracles that spring forth from what? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, in that scene, he vomits in his hand and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I like to rock um, a pocket of puke. <laughs> As he taps his uh, pocket. <laughs> when they're... When they're traveling to Gary, Indiana, and Josh Gad and Emma Stone are sleeping, and he just sneezes on her, and she's like, did you just sneeze in my face? He's like, he was no, like, that wasn't no. me. <laughs> I love that one. Dude, Emma Stone is so, is she's so funny. Uh, yeah. She's hilarious in uh, Superbad. Uh, her physical comedy with reactions and faces she makes uh, Easy A is another one that she's yeah. really funny in. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. So my next one comes from right before that, where Rain, or you know, Fish comes in. He goes like, "We're hitting the ma ha ha hit road." I love <laughs> that line because they wanted to actually have him say "mother effing road," 
but mm. obviously they couldn't. So he had to yeah. just be like, road. I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, <laughs> so I love Jason Sudeikis. Oh, me too. Um, there's that sketch where uh, the guy that plays bass in Vesuvius in this movie, Fred Armisen. Yeah. It's like Fred Armisen and uh, Ashton Kutcher and Dave Grohl. Um, they're playing that wedding for that girl. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> the pu- and the Jason punk rock is just, show. He, <laughs> Jason Sudeikis is just in the back, like, dancing and, like, to, <laughs> to the music. Uh, he's just so funny. In this movie, when he's telling them about, like, because this video is went and he just keeps like they're like what's going on? He's, he's going beep boop boop, boop boop you know what that sound boop. is <laughs> I love that that's a cash truck backing up to your door <laughs> yeah um, I that was actually my next line too it's just it's one of my favorite things and also uh, he's like what about you Norm from Cheers yeah I was gonna say Norm from Cheers was I wrote that line I just wrote down Norm from Cheers because that made me laugh and. I don't know if do you have this as a fun fact about the Norm from Cheers bit, or should we say Jason Sudeikis is yeah I have oh, it. Okay, we we um we can say it for later. Okay. Just so I, I don't want to ruin one of your fun facts with just something I already kind of knew, mostly because of the uh, the commentary that I watched three or four times, five times. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so let's see. My next one was the beep beep beep. Oh, and then uh. When they record uh, Bitter, and they're just like, he's like the tank flying down a mountain, and he's like, what do you guys think? And then Jason is like, ha, 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 John Lennon just rolled over in his grave to hide the boner you just gave him. And they're all just like looking at each other all like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing it down. I said, they're recording live. Who is this band? They're like the Chariot. They're like the yeah. Chariot or Norma Jean, like 2002. They would just record live in glow-in-the-dark studios, and everything sounded so bad on those records. Oh, yeah. And they're just recording all their stuff live in this studio. Have You've seen Parks and Recreation, right? Yeah. Where in the later season where uh, they're trying to record Catch Your Dream where Andy Dwyer writes it, and he's just like, and his band is like, you mean we have to play it perfect every time? He's like, no, Burley, you have to play it unperfectly. <laughs> you know, because like they want it, he wants them to record the song live in the studio, and he's just like, really? <laughs> I know, funny. Dude, but, recording uh, yeah. recording live, it sucks. Yeah. I recorded live um, the demo or the unreleased EP that the Discord did, the band that I was in. Yeah. Shout outs to the Discord. Um, and we only had enough money to book the dude for like two hours, <laughs> so we we just recorded live for an hour and knocked out six songs, it just back to back to back to back, no retakes. And AJ did the second hour. AJ did six songs back to back to back to vocals, and it's the record. I mean, the the EP sounds like it. It sounds very bad. And we were trying to go back and fix stuff, but we could never figure out a time or had money to do it because. Recording is stupid expensive. It's oh, it's so stupid. It is incredibly expensive. Oh, what's your next one? I said, for the most part, pretty okay fake drumming by uh, Dwight. He actually... In this movie. He was actually taught a little bit by Pete Best. The Yeah, our first drummer for the Beatles. I know who that yeah. is. Yeah. You have to tell me. Yeah. Your, your sister's a huge Beatles fan, so of course you know who that is. Freaking Ringo, you jerk. But, um... So, like, I, I think... 
in the commentary, Rain said that Pete Best actually helped him learn the drums a, a, quite a bit and all yeah. that. So most of the drumming was fairly real, but he didn't do the recordings. Yeah, if uh, anybody knows what it's like to be not good enough to become a famous drummer, it's Pete Best. That's true. Uh, go ahead, Jake. What's your next one? Uh, I love Stan in this movie, the uh, Josh Gad's dad. Yeah. Played by Jeff Garland. He, yes. He's just... If it, he's the biggest fan of fish he's just like he's just like so tell me how was it trashing a hotel room and he's like he's like it ha- was it liberating he's like you have no idea it's just so funny <laughs> like he's even like then like when christina applegate's like i'll go with them and then jeff garland's like i'll go too and then jayla's like shut up stan i'm just like <laughs> i love how much of a fan he is <laughs> And I'll, the lady that plays his wife, she's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, Jane Lynch is, yeah. She's, she's in uh, she's in 40-Year-Old Virgin and stuff. She's very funny. Oh, yeah. I like it when uh, when Christina Applegate tells Dwight to take it easy. He says, take it easy. Thanks, Thanks the Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> I love that line. My dad loves the Eagles, man. Uh, You've probably heard that song a lot. When, when we were coming back from when I lived in California and then I was coming back to Oklahoma, um, we got caught up in on the way back. We got caught up in traffic from Venice to like Vacaville, California, oh, wow. um, because it was like a Friday for a three day weekend. And the, the highway to get out of L.A. going that way was the highway to Vegas and Havasu. And there was Ugh. construction. There was construction on it. So we were in traffic, like bumper to bumper traffic on this highway for like five hours on the way out there. Me and my dad, we halfway which is like 12 hours, is Albuquerque. Yeah. So we drove from Miami to Albuquerque in one day and then from Albuquerque to Elsinore the next day. So on this way back, my dad flew to L.A. We went and ate, and then we were going to drive from L.A. to Albuquerque and then Albuquerque to Miami. Well, since we got caught in that traffic, we got to Vacaville, yeah. We left at like noon. We got to Vacaville at like six at night, which is only like an hour and a half away from LA. It's not very yeah. far. So we just kept on going and it got to the point where um, I was so tired driving. If like my eyes, like my peripherals, I thought the trees were like blowing crazy in the wind. And I told my dad, I was like, our next stop, we're going to have to stop for the night because I can't drive anymore. Well, it happened that we were stopping. Long, long story, I know people. We stopped in um, Winslow, Arizona, oh, which yeah. is that song with Take It Easy, that song they sing about Winslow. Yeah. Standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. Well, they have this like corner where there's a where there's a truck. You're standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. Such a fine sight to see. Girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford taking a look at me or something. So they have that there. So me and my dad was like, we got to go look at that before we left the next day. <laughs> we had to go across. A, there was nothing in Winslow. Winslow was this dumpy little town. Oh, yeah. uh, there was this shrine to the Eagles in the middle of their main street on Route 66. And then nothing. <laughs> it was just all <laughs> desert. <laughs> That's hilarious. But uh, the, uh, my dad being my dad. And Jake, you've met my dad, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you stayed at my house in college. So we were walking back to my truck. He's like, what'd you think of that? I said, it's pretty cool. He's like, pretty fine sight to see if, I, if you ask me. 
because that's what the freaking Eagles say in that song. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Dad, I got to ride with you another 12 hours in this car. Oh, man. I I love the line that uh, David Marshall, played by Jason Sudeikis, when he's, you know, calling about the music video, and when he's in the he's at the urinal, he's just like, all right, I got to go. I'm in a tremendous amount of pain. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me of... Uh, Zoolander, uh, yeah. uh, what's his face? Um, Zoolander's dad in real life. He's uh, like the he's like the model manager, and he's trying to go to the bathroom. When you just hear him, yeah. he's like victory. Yeah. <laughs> my prostate swelled to the size of a balloon. Yeah. Um, my next favorite line was. Um, Jason Sudeikis telling Christina Applegate, I'd love to spend nine months inside of you. <laughs> so I purposely didn't write that down because I knew you would. But that line gets a huge laugh. And then he just goes, why is everyone being so quiet? And I love. <laughs> he just plays this funny, oblivious asshole in this yeah. movie. It's so funny. Yeah, it's I like it's just hilarious. Like, oh, man. And then uh, my next one was that was Maddie. that was my last one. Oh, okay, so. I've got two more, and then like a a little bonus okay. line thing. Hit us with the two and a boner. Okay, I wrote, "What's the matter? Have you never seen someone kick it over their drums in anger and then jump off the stage and twist both their ankles?" And everybody's like, "No." He's like, "Well, now you have." <laughs> <laughs> and then I from the last thing was just like, "We have an Ashley Simpson situation here," but then mostly was um will our will arnett's line was go back to cleveland cleveland <laughs> <laughs> and i like the fact that he points out why are you guys british now yeah i liked that yeah. and the one guy saying i actually from i am from london mate yeah the drummer I, yeah and then so for the bonus there's an extended ending on the dvd which shows it's after all this takes place um, Fish is no longer the drummer of the band. He is the manager of the band, and he is together with Christina Applegate. So they're like managing the band together. And that little redheaded drummer from the beginning is the drummer, and he's learning all the songs and stuff, and he's you know practicing. So it's just like there's a little ending they could have just at- tacked onto it. So yeah, I watched this movie free on YouTube with ads. So nice. I bet it wasn't in. That it definitely movie. wasn't, but I've had the DVD <laughs> since like 2008 or 9 when it came out on DVD. So many ads on DVD. YouTube for this movie. Oh. Um right so that, then. That's all I have, Jake. Yeah, that is the end of my likes section. Does it hold up in 2021? Yeah, it's a silly comedy movie. Um, it kind of run. The problem with like 2004 to like 2010 is it was like an era of big box comedies. So there's like a ton of them, and yeah. they all kind of blend together outside of like, like uh, Anchorman and Superbad, um, like Step Brothers, like you know the big the big big guys, and then like there's these like second tier. That if you missed them when you were, if you missed them when they were like in theaters or whatever, you probably don't really even know it exists. And I think this one falls into it just because like, 
like I said earlier, Rain Wilson isn't like the, like you can look at his roster of like live stuff that he's done post the office. It's like this and that superhero movie. Um, he's done. He was in the Meg with Jason Statham, which was okay. Uh, he does a lot of vo- voice acting. Um, but like he is a great. He's great. It's like a supporting character. Um, by himself, it's a little little bit different. He's not as like captivating as like if Jack Black would have been Rain Wilson in this movie, it probably would have been one that people, you know, would have remembered or whatever. But like he's just not he's not his his personality is not that. Like him in this movie, yeah. he's he doesn't feel like a rock and roll drummer. Like he's doing everything, but he feels like an actor playing a character. Um, to where, like, in, in The Office, that dude is Dwight. He is, like, he is living as Dwight. You can, He sells that character as Dwight. It's much more of his wheelhouse, I think, being that yeah. type of character, which sucks because he is funny. He's a super funny. He's funny yeah. in The Office. He's funny in this movie. Uh, I haven't seen the superhero movie. Um, super? Um you know, he's been in numerous amounts of cartoon cartoon network shows like Adventure Time and stuff. Uh yeah. so he's funny. It's just uh he got pigeonholed as Dwight because that was like his ascension into like popular culture. Everyone knows. And there's a few other reasons why this one didn't work as well and I'll get into that in the fun facts. But like like I said, uh it's funny enough that if it came out today it would probably have the same the same amount of following. Like it would be a mid-tier IMDb rating. There'd be people yeah. like you who love it, and there'd be people like me who saw it and was like, hey, it was okay, and then people that never, ever, ever know what it existed. So um, I don't think it's not like, oh, that thing's hot, like everyone saw it and it's hot garbage, and you like it, or it's like super-duper-duper duper great, and I'm just an idiot for never watching it. You know what I'm saying? So I think it would be around the same type of, like if it came out tomorrow, um, it would be received the same. So Fair enough. I'll take it. Fun facts. So I have three because there wasn't a whole lot on IMDb. There's not a lot. Loosely based on Pete Best, who, like we said earlier, was the first, the original drummer for the Beatles. Uh, Can be seen at the beginning of the movie reading the Rolling Stone magazine with Vesuvius on the cover. He's like, uh, they should have got Scott Rayner. They should have got Scott Rayner for this movie. That's the guy that drummed in Blink before Travis Barker. Did Scott get kicked out or he He got kicked out. Oh, they could have got him too, because Pete Best also got kicked out. Of but him. he didn't get kicked out because they found Travis Barker. They, he got kicked out because he was like really struggling with alcohol addiction, and then Travis Barker just I happened think, to be there. I think Pete Best got kicked out because he just had a personality clash with the rest of the Beatles. Like he was just kind of like the lone wolf. Yeah, guy. he didn't fit the the bowl cut suit image. Yeah, I yeah they need, I my like they needed a conform. Like you said earlier, my sister's a giant Beatles fan, so. I have this secondhand knowledge because JC loves the Beatles. Yeah. Um, of like Pete Best and like how, oh, what's the guy? The Not John, not Paul, not Ringo, the other guy. George Harrison. He like, he copyrighted all of his songs or whatever. Um, so like as all the other Beatles music got sold to Michael Jackson or whoever, um, all of George Harrison's music, his family got because it's not it's it's under george harrison's copyright he copyrighted all of his music that's a fun fact um 
and he's the best Beatle, anyways. He he yeah. out of all the songs uh, that they do, like uh, Blackbird and While My Guitar Gently Weeps, are like some of the best Beatles songs ever. And uh, it was they were him. It was everyone talks about uh, John and and yeah. Paul, but George Harrison was the was the best Beatle. Ringo sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo's perfectly fine. I don't want to offend anybody out there. I just yeah. like to rib Beatles fans about Ringo because <laughs> he's yeah, he's yeah, a super boring drummer. But that's what they need. That's what they need. they see yeah, the dude exactly. that's in the pocket that doesn't do anything flashy. And that's Ringo. Like if you if Ringo had a calling card on the on the front, it would say Ringo Star drummer. On the back, it would say <laughs> I I can drum in the pocket and I'm not gonna do anything flashy because that's 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 his that's his skill set. And you got to let him sing a weird song about an octopus or a submarine once in a while. There you go. My fun fact. So I had the same one about Pete Best. Um, the movie tanked in the box office because, not just because like the writing was meh or the acting was meh or whatever. It had the wor- It had really bad marketing. Like they tried really hard to market it. Like Rain tried to get Jenna Fisher to help. They tried to launch these little mini game things on MySpace, but. They kept changing the release date, like there, there. So like, even Rain didn't know 100% when it was coming out. And then when it eventually got released, another movie that Emma Stone was in called The House Bunny, with Anna Faris, yep. came out a couple days later. So like, I mean, Emma Stone was the one who won that weekend. And by and probably by that time, Superbad blew up. Superbad was. Yes. Uh, it came out in 2007, 2008, like right before this did. And yeah. so by that time, everybody had seen Emma Stone and Superbad. So yeah. you're going to go see a movie that Emma Stone is a side character in, or you're going to go see a movie where she's like one of the main characters. Um, yeah. Easy choice. But, and, but yeah, Rain is very open about talking about this because he said he wanted to do this movie because he liked the script and he wanted, because at the same time, John Krasinski was shooting Leatherheads with George Clooney, yep. the football movie. And, you know, because they both kind of wanted to kind of get up to Steve Carell's level because Carell did uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin after season one of The Office or something yeah, and, that time. Yeah, and Carell had, I don't know, when did, Super, or when did uh, Anchorman? He was in Anchorman. He also, Anchorman was a few years before The Office. So, like, he had, he had Anchorman under his belt, and then he went on to do, like, Evan Almighty, where he's getting, like, these big roles um, as, like, yeah. a star. Like, like, Jim Carrey did Bruce Almighty, so that's, like, a movie that – it's like a sequel to because Evan is a character in Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Uh, and so, so Rain was trying like to. It, he know, was on, you know, he was on a high level. So I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that like people were like, he was he was expecting like people to be like, oh, I'm sorry that your movie bombed, but I think people were more supportive of him than like on the set of The Office when he went back. Yeah. Because I mean, man, it happens, dude. Finished, I I could yeah. I've never seen Leatherheads. That has George Clooney and John Krasinski. I've never seen it. It's not bad. Never seen it. I yeah. really didn't Anyways. never heard of it until I saw that he wore a wig in one of the ep- one of the seasons of The Office because he had to shave his yeah, head for Leatherheads. So yeah. I've never seen it. Um, yeah, another fun fact. Yeah, Emma Stone learned to play the bass for the movie. She can play all the songs in the movie. Good. Because bass is easy, Jake. It is. No one, you don't need to have any talent to play bass, Jake. That is 100% true. 
Especially if you're you'll find no argument. Especially if here. you're a hardcore bassist, man, you just play one note, throw it behind your back, and scream at the crowd, and then throw it back and play another note. <laughs> Super easy. <laughs> the che- it's so easy that the last three years of the chariot being a thing, they didn't even have a bass guitarist. Because Casey one. Wolf quit to go back to school, and they're just like, eh, I don't really need one. Yeah. Uh, so Chad Fisher was the music director in this movie, and he's the guy from the band that wrote superhero the superman theme song for scrubs that i can't do this all on my own i'm no superman oh uh, okay you never seen Sc- the last three notes that you hit rang a bell yeah I <laughs> <laughs> ding ding that was what i needed he was the guy who wrote all the all the music okay sweet uh, and they had a different guy come in and sing the vesuvius vocals yeah they should have just got the guy uh, that wrote "Thing You Do," that thing you do, man. Tom Hanks? No, the the <laughs> the guy from uh, he passed away last year from COVID. Um, oh, he was in what was that band? It wasn't the Bare Naked Ladies. It was shoot. Um, they wrote Stacy's Mom, Fountain of Wayne, Fountains of Wayne. I had to yeah. run through my head. Stacy's Mom, Fountains of Wayne. Um. Should have got that guy. Man, that guy could that guy wrote all sorts of music. He was so good. It's a bummer that he passed away so young. He was only like fifty. Yeah. He wrote so many good songs. Stacy's mom is a freaking great song still to this day. I listened to it not too long ago. It was on a it's in a pop punk powerhouse playlist that I follow on Spotify. Yeah. Uh and then he wrote That Thing You Do, which is a crazy great song. For a movie. That's all it was for, is for a movie. It wasn't for like Fountains of Wayne or anything. It was just for a movie. So yeah. This movie could have done with for it like, like yeah the naked drummer bit but like they should have had like this kid's got a really good song, and the naked Adam the naked drummer bit the naked drummer bit like catapulted this really great song so other people like noticed it was really good. Yeah, because that was something that this like yeah they're famous but that naked drummer video would only take them so far like the music would have to be good. And yeah. Jason Sudeikis says, you know, we're singing the songs. We watch, we watch the Naked Drummer, and then all of a sudden we're singing the songs. But I'm like, these songs aren't that great. Like, I don't. I like them. But, I mean, it's, I, it might just might not be, but I'm a stupid hardcore person, so I only like screaming music, and I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, this, well, this music is right in my wheelhouse. Like, I have I have all these songs on my playlist. Yeah, I'm, I only like the Chug Chug because I'm a dum-dum. Um, I don't know other types of music. So... It, you don't have to degrade yourself because you I'm like just re- type I'm of just music. repeating what everyone kind of acts like because I say, oh yeah, I oh. like screaming. <laughs> oh, so you just like stuff that's you, know no- you just, just like, like noise. everyone likes different things. You just like noise. You don't really like music. You like noise. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Um, but like, it's just not like that thing you do. It's it's infectious. It gets stuck in your head. This it's snappy. It's snappy. It's good. Snappy. He wants snappy. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> quit i quit i quit mr white (laughs) (laughs) great better movie no offense jake (laughs) i'm not offended i agree (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean yeah i don't even know you got another phone i know what you were talking about um the the jason sudeikis thing there's a joke where the movie where Jason Sudeikis' character calls Jeff Garland's character Norm from Cheers due to their physical yep. resemblance. And then Jake, Jason Sudeikis' 
real-life uncle is George Went, who played Norm on the series Cheers in 1982, which proves that no actor can actually get in to be an actor. You have to be. It's a it's a industry of nepotism. It's a nepotism industry, Jake. I'm gonna make give you up your dreams, Jake, because your uncle is not George from che- or Norm for Cheers. Anyways, I'm all out of fun facts. You got any more? No, I don't have any more. And so where can we be found? Um, we can be found on all... Why does it sound like a game show host? <laughs> where can we be found? Facebook, come on down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can be found on all streaming platforms. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, so on and so forth. Uh... You do listen to us on Spy t- or Spy Tunes, iTunes. Hit us with the five star iTunes review. Be really appreciative. It'd be nice. Leave us a comment. We'll read them. I do check them. Yeah. Um, the only people that have left comments are Jacob, former guest on the show. Um, Brandon, former guest on the show. <laughs> my aunt Deanna. Thank you, Aunt Deanna. And my mother. So, <laughs> if anybody else. That's not related to me, or that is a former guest of the show that listens, wants to leave a message. We're not opposed to that idea. Jake's mom, <laughs> Jake's mom, you leave it, you leave a message. Um, so, uh, hit us up on there. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Facebook, we are HYST Podcast. On Instagram, we are HYST Podcast. On Twitter, we are seen this have you we have gotten a couple of followers i saw that the other day on twitter and on instagram so sick keep keep that up um i can be found at ethan tyler wilson with no ian tyler on instagram and twitter what about you jake i can be found on twitter and instagram at at j-a-e-k-s-p-e-n-c-e-r you can also still find Jake on uh, as the lonely admin on breaking uh, on the Benchwarmers Breaking Balls Facebook fan page. <laughs> he is still the only person on the fan page. So I send out invites and nobody says anything. <laughs> just get blocked. So until next time, I am Ethan Wilson. And I'm Jake Spencer. We'll see you later. Bye. Hey everyone, Jake here. Join us next week as we watch John Carpenter's The Thing. Now for our last speaker, one of the greatest presidents in American history, Mr. Abraham Lincoln. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition which was true in my time, just as it's true today. Be excellent to each other. And 